What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Mike. Well, let's be honest. You don't know who Mike is yet, but let me introduce you. My name is Michael. Uh, I've recently decided that I would like to speak my mind on the internet. And in 2023, no better time, right? So here on What I Think, or WIT for short, uh, it's going to be a podcast where I just kind of go over stuff that we're all thinking about, whether it's, you know, should I invest in this platform or should I play this game or, hey, what's my favorite team doing this weekend? I plan to tackle it all. And today we're going to have a good episode. Uh, we're going to start off with Hogwarts Legacy, the newest game that I care to play. Um, I've really enjoyed it uh, so far. have not beat it. I'm about a level 30, if I'm being honest. So uh, much like anyone else, it's at my level. I'm just trying to hunt down those unforgivable curses. I think right now I have a uh, Crucio, and that's as far as it goes, giving uh, wolves and spiders nightmares for days. But um, we'll start from the top. Uh, it's a dream come true for me personally. Uh, I'm the ripe age of 32, so I grew up with Harry Potter. Uh, wanted to charge through the train station and start my journey just like anyone else. Um, it was really fun kind of going through uh, the sorting hat. They, they do a really good job of kind of bringing you into this story that is unfolding. And, and you're this character who you get to pick a name. And uh, for those out there, I named mine Salvador Slytherin as to, or not Slytherin, Salvador Snape. I misspoke. However, uh, I wanted to kind of immerse myself in that Harry Potter world, be a part of the, uh, the, the important lines of people that you may or may run into, may or may not run into, I should say. However, uh, which I thought was really cool because you do meet a Weasley. And as we all know, Ron Weasley and his family are not as important, but important in the story. Um, it's kind of cool to see that portrayed in the game. The graphics are stunning, to say the least. Uh, I play on an RTX 2070 Super. And so I get a decent uh, frame rate on the game. And, you know, I can see pretty well through my HDR, what, 2560 by 1440, whatever the resolution the resolution is. I'm not a big tech guy myself. I mean, I could build my computer. I could tell you what all I could do. But back to uh, what, what matters here. So you start a story off, and I'm doing a no spoilers here kind of deal. But uh, you start the story off and, and you're kind of learning your way through Hogwarts grounds. And it, it's huge. It's absolutely massive. You can go in every room. There's no door you can't touch for the most part. I'd say a 98% openable door ratio, which if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto V, you know is not the case where there's a lot of buildings and doors that you can't go in and you can't play with, which is cool. You know, GTA five, still one of the greatest games of all time on, on many, many scales. However, I think as gamers, we, we are so inquisitive. We're so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we like to go through things. We like to search, we like to turn over stone over. We're not speed running anything. We, we want to soak it in. We want to feel like the 5999 or, or the Seventy nine ninety nine, I believe, is what I paid uh, for the uh, deluxe edition, so that you could play early. Uh, we want to get every penny, and they do a really good job giving you your return on investment. I think I've played, like I said, all the way to level thirty. How many hours that took me? Because we definitely all get caught up in some of the side quests. Like I know, as soon as I was able to capture beasts and and you know make them my own, you get into the uh, 
the room of requirement, and that gives you a lot more gameplay. And like for anybody who likes uh, Animal Crossing or Dinkum or any of those games that are like that, where you make this area your own, I mean, you can get lost in there for hours trying to find the right position for this you know, flower box or, or the right spot for your enchanted loom, like where do you put it? And, and you're filled with so many opportunities that it, it's wild, it's fun, it's fantastic. You know, it's this magical world that you've always dreamed of being a part of, and here you are. Well, if you're like me, you're a Slytherin. If you're like, you know, everyone else, you're Gryffindor, and for the sad few that have claimed themselves Hufflepuff, I'm sorry about that. However, uh, it doesn't change anything. We're all welcome here. Uh, nerds all come in one shape and size. They don't, let's be honest. They, they, they come in many different shapes and sizes. Uh, but you are met with a couple of fun characters to begin with. Um, Natty being uh, one of the main characters that you meet at the beginning, and she's from Wagadoo or, or Wagyu. I forget what it's called, but it's nonsense. Um, uh, I, I find her less appealing. Um, I'm, I'm sure they had their reasonings as to why they picked this character model over that character model or this voice over that voice, but this combination was just a little weird to me. Um, and that's not to say she's not well-built, that she doesn't have a great backstory, that the design wasn't there. I just didn't love it as much. I don't know what I'd replace it with, but I do enjoy a little bit of a comedic relief you know you need you need your runs you you need that that level of I, i'm here it's very serious it's very in the moment but i'm also gonna have a laugh if i can afford it so uh with that being said um you know what do we think of the game as gamers what would we want to see different what quidditch you know, obviously, I don't think we'll get Quidditch. I, I, I haven't read too much on it, but I, I think that Quidditch would be really hard to do. Like, for me, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I'm crazy. But I think for me, Quidditch would be very difficult because flying around on a broom is is fun. But but those tight turns, I get I get tossed up. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I've ran one of the trials. And I, I like I said, I just get tossed up. Like, I turn a corner too sharp and I'm upside down. So I couldn't imagine playing Quidditch uh, with other people in the lobby. God forbid there's lag. Like it, it would just be a really tall hurdle to get over. But um, here's my thoughts on, on multiplayer, because we all want it, let's be honest. Well, most of us, except for the Hufflepuffs. Uh, we all want multiplayer. We all want to Avada Kedavra, our best friends. But I think the, the, the money-making ploy here that, that has been employed elsewhere. Um, and, and I'll kind of build up to this. So Call of Duty currently has Warzone. Warzone is free to play. You get your skins, you get your guns, everybody's happy. Like you can benefit from playing the real game, the full game. And I think that's important because it gives people a reason to buy your game even after they've purchased anything from it. Like you can buy a hundred skins, but if there's one skin for beating the game, I think that's really cool. I think it gives people something to work for, especially in like co-op games. This isn't a co-op game, but nevertheless, if there are cool things to find end game, people will play it all the way through, whether that's Voldemort's hilt on his, on his wand, like his wand handle, or, or whether that's, you know, the invisibility cloak or whatever, you know, you want those things. Like, let me get 
one of those Weasley sweaters that they got at Christmas, like at the end of the game. So I can say I got it. I can, I can, it's a trophy. I've earned it. It's one thing to give me an achievement in a game. It's another thing to give me something to show off to my friends. Everybody wants the, the shiny coin that they can put out there and say, Hey, look what I got, you know? So with that being said, my, my idea for multiplayer and, and for, lack of a better term, um, a money-making ploy. You do wizard chess. And, and with, with wizard chess, bleh, um, you have multiplayer. It's 1v1. It's chess. Who doesn't love chess, right? Like, we've all played it. Whether you whether you love it, like it, or hate it, we've all played it. We all understand what the pieces do. It's not checkers. It's chess. It's a saying. It is, you know, emblazoned in our culture to want to play chess. Like a TFT, it's auto chess. Auto chess went through an entire like time frame where it was just blowing up. You had Dota 2 had auto chess. League of Legends had auto chess. Smite had auto chess. Not to mention all the mobile developers that made their own form of, you know, auto chess. Well, I think that wizard chess would be really cool. Um, whether whether that be as climactic as the movie was or Maybe we can do something different. Like you have skins that you can buy in the game and, and equip to your chess pieces, whether that be, I have a pawn skin, you know, I have a, a rook skin, a queen skin, a knight skin, you know, and it can be adorned with all the fancy things from your house, or maybe you can have things that you find in the game that you can add to it, you know, because we already get like trinkets and such and wand hilts, and maybe that can translate to the game. I'm not sure. It would also give uh, your your people that are watching an opportunity, you know, like if somebody's playing with you to give you an opportunity to show off your uh, your character from the story. Like, who is Salvador Snape if not somebody I can show off, right? Like, I got the scars on my cheeks. I got the cut in my eyebrow. My hair is quaffed just so perfectly. You know, I think that'd be really cool because look at Valorant. Valorant has gun skins, and half the guns you don't even use. But once you get that Vandal skin, you know, and, and you get a Phantom skin, you've got an Operator skin. You're, nobody really likes the Shorty, but it's got its place, and you're going to want to put a skin on it. The Frenzy, I mean, the Bulldog, everybody's going to want to put skins on their guns because that's kind of the meta for, for what people are buying nowadays. It is cosmetics. It's pixels for dollars. And I'm the, I'm no different. I buy them too. I own just about every bundle that's available in Call of Duty. Like I'm a big fan. Like I want to show off my stuff just as much as the next guy. And even then, I'm a working man. I work about fifty hours a week, uh, just like a lot of you guys. If not, you know, y'all work more, maybe less. Maybe you don't work at all. But when I don't have the time to put into a game to get some of these really cool exclusives and such, I think that it's it's easier for me to just buy a skin and say, I got it. And when somebody's like, oh, you pay to win or you, you paid to have that skin, it's not as cool as beating the game. But I was like, well, look here, you poor. <laughs> I got my skin. You got yours. Let's go to war. So I think the the free-to-play side game would be really cool um, just to have that available and, and like, it kind of, if you're interested in it, or maybe you do love Harry Potter, but you don't have the the capital to pay seventy dollars or sixty dollars outright, you can get into the world, right? 
And, and you can even, you know, I think it'd be great. Be so great if you could spectate your friends, if if they could come up with a way to where, you know, you could create a lobby and you could have kind of like little tournaments of 1v1s and stuff because everything's about social experiences. It's all about hanging out with your friends and, and showing off and, you know, competing with your friends and like having fun. I think that's great. I think Rocket League, uh, which is another game I play heavily, uh, did a really good job with their tournament brackets. Like you can make a tournament, you can play a tournament, you can find these tournaments, you can play their official tournaments. There's so many different ways you can play in a competitive stance with your friends and keep it on record. So I think that if they could somehow master that spectating or tournament brackets or lobby building, uh, they, they could make a lot of money off skins. Uh, it'd be really fun for at least a little bit. I mean, especially, I mean, I wouldn't say they need to have a mobile adaptation of it, but it would give you that avenue. Like you're not going to play Hogwarts Legacy on your phone, but you could definitely play Wizard Chess. And if they two were connected, and, and you know, then you could give out bonuses and rewards for playing on both, you know, or having that uh, available to you. So I think that would be a great way for them to introduce multiplayer. I'm sure they already have ideas, but that's just my two cents. You know, that's what I think. Um, so back to the game itself. Uh, it doesn't leave you wanting for much, right? Other than maybe, I, th I like the idea of Revelio, the spell that shows you everything. But maybe if it lasted longer, I know you can upgrade it to get more range, but... If it were one of those deals where, you know, I hit it and until I unequip it, it, it just kind of goes, it pings because I, I get so exhausted just looking. But, well, let's be honest. I'm not looking. If I'm using Revelio, I'm looking for things that, that uh, are pinging at me, that are showing me that they're there to be gotten. But it, it's so much easier to run into a spider's cave and Revelio. Is there a chest? Is there, you know, an, an item I need to pick up? Because, you know, in order to make spells and, and certain uh, armor upgrades, you need, like, different world items, which ugh, it's one of my favorite things in the game is just going and making my own spells. Uh, not. I mean, it's cool to have my Ditney leaves and, you know, make a health potion or a Wigan Weld potion. But, I mean, honestly, like, purchasing them is a little easier if you, if you get money like that. But... um I think that that would be cool. Um, I also feel like, you know, 30 levels in, I haven't ran into as many, um, like, memorable moments, things. Like, for your first, like, five hours of gameplay, you're like, oh, my God, this is the Chamber of Secrets, or, oh, my God, I'm in the Slytherin house, or, you know, the Hufflepuff house is in the, in the bar, you know, like, or by the kitchen, sorry, um, you know, with the barrels and such. I think it's really cool, but like, I want more moments like that, like deep in the game. Like I, I'm, I'm off in these areas that I've never been to. And I mean, if you read the book, some of them make sense, but like, ultimately, like I, I just need more familiarity for me personally. Like I like callbacks. I'm a big fan of it. It's a reward for, you know, being there and watching things and reading through the books and stuff. Like, like there's a man, I can't think of his name right now. He's a crazy little ghost guy flies around. He's in the books. Um, that was cool, but you know, it's one of those things that like my girlfriend, she read the books and, and she's a big fan of, you know, Harry Potter and she knew who he was. And I think that was an, uh, you know, like an aha moment, like, oh my God, like, that's, 
I know that guy. Like, uh, what's the meme? Ah, like you point to the TV. Like, that's my thing. I know that. And it's cool because I do. And if you don't, you're, you're not cool. You can't sit here. So again, doesn't leave you wanting for much. Uh, I wonder if there will be like DLC later, you know, like for, for expansions, I guess you'd say, I really hope there'd be, I mean, I would take in place of DLC, like maybe more more content in the story, like they do patch updates or season updates, that'd be cool. Um, I know it's a story game, and I'm a multiplayer guy. Like I'm, I'm a Call of Duty, Rocket League kind of guy. I used to play a little bit of Fortnite, Apex Legends. Like I get it. I love multiplayer, but this game, you know, has has had me by by the throat since it came out. I, I'm so excited to play it. Every time I get on, I'm never like angry at it. Like I, I mean, okay. Let's break bread. I play on normal. So no, I'm not angry at it. But I do think if you're doing like, if you're like a Dark Souls fan and you thought about maybe playing this game, if you put it on hard mode and tell yourself you're not allowed to die, you have to kill that character. Like maybe you get the same vibes. I think it'd be hard to do um, because I've seen someone play on hard and I know how difficult it can be at times. You know, granted, I have fat fingers or so I think, because when I'm trying to hit the buttons that I'm supposed to be hitting, I, I oftentimes will not shield myself and I will cast a spell instead. Or, you know, I, I'll press the wrong button because I'm not super well-versed in keyboard and mouse, but I told myself I'd play with keyboard and mouse as a challenge. Um, you can play with controller. It's full controller support because it is on consoles, and that's usually a gimme. If it's on a console, it has controller support, and it's probably done pretty well. So... Um, I'm really interested to see where the game goes and with this much positive feedback, even in lieu of all the negative light that it's getting, I wonder where the game will go or where the developers will go. Where are you going to take this money and run to? Like, what's the next project? Like, you could technically do another story out of the Harry Potter world. That's We're not saying you can't, but like, where would you go? What do you do? Like, can you do you go in the future this time? Because this this is obviously set in the past. Uh, if you've played it and you understand it, um, if not, welcome. <laughs> it's in the past, but uh, yeah. So, what do I think? What do we think? I'd say this game, and, and we rate things out of ten here. Whether it's a video game or an event in life or whatever it might be, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do out of ten. And I think I'd give this game an, hmm, a fair score of 8.3. Like, what's a 10? Non-existent. Uh, if I gave everything a 10, if I gave anything a 10, that would mean that there is no room for improvement. This is perfect. This is perfection, right? And I, and I don't believe in perfection. So we, we, we'll give it an 8.3 um, because there is room to grow. Like, I, I do know that, you know, it, it has a lot of positives, um, just gameplay, graphics, feel, sounds, very well done, very detailed. But maybe in some of the areas that aren't like main areas, you have something to do, something to go for, something on the in between, right? Like, what am I? What pushes me to keep playing? Like, because right now I'm I'm getting those vibes, like like. I got to assume that I'm doing decent on the story compared to what other people have said when they've speed run it or ran it, speed ran. Um, 
but I, I I do sometimes, you know, like I like I could play something else right now and it wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. But but like those first twenty ish hours I'd say, I was hooked. And I'm sure a lot of people were too. And some people who love story or sorry, RPGs, um, could play this game all day at night. But, you know, with so many great IPs out there, um, especially on the PlayStation side of the house, like, was it Sekiro Die Twice or something? Like, those games are dope. Like, I've seen, you know, gameplay, and they look awesome. They look as good as they feel. And I feel like um, the game could use just a hair more intricacy, you know, just a little bit. Like, what would I give it? More than two main characters that I pay attention to. Like, like friends, right? Because you've obviously got uh, Garlic, uh, the the botany uh, chick. She's mm, chef's kiss on that one. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. But uh, I, I, I just feel like as massive as a world feels, it, it feels a little small at times. Like who I deal with, all these side characters that I don't actually create any real bonds with. Like I'm just doing a, a mission real quick to get a little bit of experience or gold or an item. A collectible. I'm not sure what the factor is that I need to give it like that extra point and a half. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I have high hopes for gaming. I think this definitely set the bar a bit higher than it has been. Because I think from AAA developers and games, like we all expect them to come out broken, kind of have a, a bit of a, a launch date and everybody's excited about it. And then they're disappointed. And then in about a year, they fix the game. We all, you know, we come scurrying back to the game because it's probably on sale. It's got an event going and, and, and everybody's playing, right? Like looking at you, Ubisoft, which, you know, to, you know, to their credit, they've come back and fixed those games. And, and that's good to not give up on your, uh, your IPs. I, I don't think you, anybody wins if you give up, right? Like whatever money I spent on release, like say I pay full price for the game and you give up, like what am I supposed to do with that? But I think this this opened people's eyes. Like the games can release well-made and, and with with minimal error. Like not, I don't think any game's ever released 100% crisp out the box. Um, not in recent memory. But I think that um, this game definitely did something right. So, the final word, 8.3 out of 10, I think. I think that's a fair score. Um, I, I don't think the controversy outside of the game matters. I haven't paid any attention to it. Um, you're, you're, you're blaming the wrong people if you're, if you're shaming gamers for playing you know, their childhood dream out on you know, 4K monitors. Like You definitely need to aim higher, or at least in the right direction. So get over it or, or, or go cry about something else where there are a lot of, you know, angry gamers. I've been one of them. Um, I, I've shared uh, my, my fair deal of hate in the world, but I can take it, right? There's a lot of people that can't, a lot of people that shouldn't have to deal with that. Like there's a lot of streamers um, that are, are nice people that do a lot for their communities that, that don't want any trouble. They're just playing fun games. And, and yes, Hogwarts is one of them. Um, and, and people are giving them a hard time. I disagree with it. I think uh, you should go aim at the right people when you're, when you're spewing hate. 
not at just random streamers. And we we know why you're doing it because you can you can get to them. You can they're easily accessible. You know, it's not like I send a message and I wait for you to receive. It's it's live. It's in your face. That's not fair to them. But um, yeah, guys, that that's that's the the brass tacks of that. I'll leave that one alone. But what I will say um, is that. This is the first episode, so it's very exciting for me. Um, you know, just sitting here at home, thinking, had a lot on my mind, so I figured why not get it down on uh, some sort of device, some sort of audio. And here's what you can expect from me moving forward. Um, sports and entertainment, gaming, movies. I, I'll, I won't get too much into politics just because it's a little messy, and they say you shouldn't talk about it. But I will do finance. I, I can think... I can see myself doing like fantasy football or basketball. Like I like sports. I'm not going to lie. I'm a sports guy. Um, originally from Houston, Texas. So uh, I support the Texans, the Rockets, the Astros. Those are my guys. I believe the uh, XFL team is the Houston Roughnecks. I'll support them because apparently anything that the rock touches and that's a uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson for the, for those who don't know him yet, everything he touches turns to gold and, I can only imagine that the XFL is going to be just as good. So um, I'm excited to see what happens there. Uh, I do have socials. Um, and and as of right now, they're not for the channel. They're just for me. So if you're interested in getting in touch with me or giving me some of your feedback, um, on Twitter, you can reach me at, at SDRpod underscore Mike. And that's going to be Sierra, Delta, Romeo, Papa, Oscar, Delta, underscore Mike. Um, and you you can kind of contact me or follow me or get in touch with me and we can all kind of hang out. I'd love to have like a guest on the show, maybe. Um, you know, there's always room for improvement. But uh, this, is, this is the first one. And I'm going to keep them coming maybe once a week, maybe once every other week. We'll kind of see what works with my schedule. I'm usually off for like three days, so I got plenty of time to plan and play around with that. So, and for any of you at home listening, um, my older brother does a podcast, so this is me trying to, you know, get into the world. We'll see how far I can go uh, just off of doing what I tell him I think he should do. So, it's exciting. I, I think he's doing a great job, um, and that's going to be um, at Astros Baseball Podcast. Uh, they also do the bullpen, which is a Houston Texans football podcast. Him and his, his good buddy Rob, they, they've been recording for a while now, and I think they're they're really knowledgeable uh, about their the craft. They do the research. Uh, they bring you good views. Uh, they're not, it's not a lot of uh, ESPN fluff. Uh, no, no, around the around the way kind of guys. They they're really direct. Uh, what they say, they believe, and. and you know, they lay it out on the table. So if you've enjoyed listening to this, I think you'd really enjoy listening to them. And um, yeah, that that's going to be it for me. Episode one of the books. 